yesterday's wars don't matter anymore. Sign on the window must band together. All of sign on the window. Will you stand beside me, Kelly? Now? And always? Yes. This is Mixed Up Confusions. <laughs> Game of Thrones recap. <laughs> Episode 1, Dragonstone. Shall we begin? So my first uh, thought was uh, the previous Leons. We watched it together. I was uh, I was shook by how great that previous Leon. It's usually very spoiler heavy. Certainly made it a little spoilery. Told you what was coming up, but I really really liked it. I liked Arya with Cat together, oh, sort of being brutal. the slitting the throats, um, and also just like juxtaposing it with. With uh, with the hound in there, and then Cersei Tommen right at the beginning. It's like every single echo sucked. Yeah, only the way they did the wildfire, like all the noise and the cutting noise out completely oh, to show Cersei awesome. was me. Yeah, and then Danny even like seeing Viserys again. Oh, that was weird. And then That's just so weird. And then just like mixed up confusion, low key podcasting. Ilario over there, that dude's coming back. You think so? Way. I think so. I think he's like beyond John Aaron dying, which it wasn't really his call to do. Alario, I think, set in motion this story as much as anyone else. True. Well, him and Varys, right? I mean, him and Varys, yeah, absolutely. But even him, I mean, in a way, Varys being in the shadows, it's like Alario at least put himself on the line in some way, put his money where his mouth is and all that kind of shit. So. Well, he's definitely the more public figure in, in dealing with them because right. he was seen with them. He had to have been seen with the kids. And... So can you imagine? It's like investing in, you know, Microsoft for a buck <laughs> and then seeing, you know, Bill Gates become a dragon writer <laughs> yeah just be like that's dope that guy's on my side i'm an early investor hilario is about to get that payday so we had a rare cold open of course aria ah she's walder Frey. what did you see it coming no i was really confused i mean we watched them together and i you were like oh, it's aria and i was like i don't know maybe this is what everyone that i've talked to since sitting here claiming that they knew immediately when people ask you what happened here tell them the north remembers tell them winter came for house Frey. true and then we uh just go into the cult the opening credits which i normally wouldn't talk about because they're usually pretty the same although they might go to a different place depending on where we're going but it's pretty interesting because it's the first credits ever to not go to essos so we never oh, cross yeah. the narrow sea which is pretty Thank interesting God. Which is nuts. Uh, this is the first also to feature Old Town, um, which people were talking about. So it's almost a meta comment on the intro itself because we're I think we're supposed to believe that the Maesters are the ones creating the little map we see. The map we see. What? Because we we get that from last season when when Sam got to the library for the first time. The way that they panned around was essentially those globe fixtures that are up there are pretty much the sun. Oh, that, yeah, that we yeah. see in the opening credits. And the way that it was panning around uh, last season was mirroring like what it did on the map or whatever, where oh, it passed weird. over the sun. That being said, what made Old Town interesting, this is the first time it showed up, is that in the Maesters, in the Citadel, you know, where the Maesters are, before it boxed itself in, you know, it's sort of building itself together, you could see a little tiny 
the, uh, the little suns and whatever that we're seeing here. Oh, you man. see a little tiny version of it inside of there before it boxes up and in. So it's like, way to go, maesters. You guys are... They're watching nice. the show they're in. Exactly. And then, uh, Badeswa directed this episode. He also directed The Wars to Come and the infamous Unbound, Unbent, Unbroken, which is the Sansa episode that is generally regarded as the worst episode of Game of Thrones ever. It's the one where Ramsey... Oh, he also directed last season blood of my blood and uh the red woman the opening so he's he's been around for a bit um so that was the opening credits any any thoughts on that no at the wall (laughs) the white walkers whites giants giants ice giants what a great scene we actually don't know if that's like present day or not or yeah i didn't think that it might be taking place in a different time but it very well could be uh the giants thing especially like we know we had one fall at the wall uh, during the siege against it. One one is burned. You think so? Oh yeah, yeah. But if it is in the future, there might. I mean, I mean, yes, there's no. There are no. Well, that's not one one. Mags is Mags is the one that got killed in the wall, right? Oh well, right. Yeah, I'm like, not talking about one one that died at Winterfell. I'm talking about oh, like at, in the wall when they were Gren. holding. Yeah, Grenn. Yeah. And Pip. And Pip. When everybody died. When everyone died. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah, although he was inside the wall. I would assume that they would have burned him as well. Mm. Because he was there. They saw it. Jon Snow went down with Dolores and saw, you know, that Grand saved the day. Right. And theoretically, and, they couldn't get in there, right? That's the whole thing. The magics that protect the wall. They shouldn't be able to get also into the well, wall. Well, I don't know if the giants, because it wasn't a white. So the giants can go wherever. The giant, no, I'm talking about the White Walkers to turn. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So it didn't. However, however, they, they had the dead body. That was in. That came to life, right, and attacked. Oh, John. that was the that was the black the, whatever it's called. Yeah, so I think that like if they're right there, they might be fine. Castle Black, God. It must be like if you just get beyond the wall or something. That's like, a really good point that they did. So the giant could have been if, but I, I would bet money that they burned it. I think that these are just anonymous giants who have died over the years and are just part of the army. Right, that's possible too. And and obviously also, um, I guess we don't really see it anymore. But like the battle for Castle Black in, in season four. You know, a couple of giants surely died during that battle, too. So Hmm. they would have been resurrected. But surely we would have kind of seen it because they would have died right in front of the wall. Then they'd come to life. That would be terrifying. But one thing that I think was binge mode that brought it up, which I find really interesting, is that in one of the first, um, right after Bran comes back from consciousness, he's having a conversation with with Rob about the stories that Nan is telling. and, And Rob can't help himself, so he wants to tell another story and he said that um he there was a story or whatever um that they were living in a giant's eye oh yeah that's right yeah and and rob's like that's ridiculous and then bran's like is it yeah and then that (laughs) and we get that close-up that's how that shot ends is going on that giant's blue eye or whatever oh that's funny which is awesome so super interesting also there's a wall kelly did you know that there's a wall do you mean the wall did you know that there's a wall separating the living <laughs> from the dead. Did you know that there's a wall? I did know. You did know? Yeah, yeah. You're sure? Yeah. Sansa and John talk about it. It's the first I've ever heard of it, though. So. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's weird how we, we hear nothing about a wall for 60 episodes, <laughs> and then all we have is people talking about it. Dolores said, he shows up. I mean, Bran aside, hey, what's up, Bran? Hey, you know some shit about me. Cool, you're in. That dude, Bran's going to bring down the fucking wall. So he must know some shit's abound. John mentions it as a demarcation, but also as protection. Uh, Dolores said there's a joke about John uh, when he gave him 
the master commander duties to not knock down the wall. Yeah. So Dolores They're just literally down. being anywhere near the wall is troublesome. <laughs> uh, Sandor sees it in the flames later on, which we'll get to. He sees East Watch by the Sea as well. You called the hound Sandor. That's cute. I know. That's what you got to do because he's not just the hound anymore. I know. He's a real person. Uh, and then Maester Slughorn um, puts out Old Town's <laughs> uh, PR release where he says everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. Everything's the same as it was yesterday. So, fuck that guy. I'm glad the second I saw him, I was like, isn't he the couch in Harry Potter? And you were like, what? <laughs> There's a guy that turns into like a chair. You know, isn't that him? It's a clutch call because we, we both said no. I we're know, like, you no, were wrong. Not him. not him. I was totally right. Which makes all of the restricted section stuff for Sam even better because it's like, this is Harry Everything's Potter. Everything's Harry Potter. <laughs> Just got to find the information and look through books. I mean, he's basically Hermione, and then he's also Harry. He's perfect. Samuel is perfect. All right. I'll do it. But I want Professor Merrythought's old office, not the water closet I had before. And I expect a raise. These are mad times we live in. Mad. They are indeed. exactly what was all that about so how about that scene let's just skip right to old town the shit scene the infamous montage scene fucking amazing and disgusting so hard it was it was a a pretty hilarious solid minute and a half of game of thrones where you don't it's not a show known for that yeah it doesn't hurt to be in the in the world um but also in old town just to skip ahead a little bit we obviously saw slughorn we get basically from the maesters that they are super conservative they believe that time it, it just continues and that they almost have no role to play because all they are are essentially chronicle, chroniclers of the information. It doesn't quite matter because in the end, kings rise, people die, winter comes, winter goes. I don't think the maesters are prepared for the long night. But there might be a part of him that's correct. I mean, he does say that the wall withstood the long night and that's not true the wall was erected after so a lot of people either have been seeing that as either a mistake on their part but i don't think that that's the case i think it's intentionally written to show that the maesters don't always know exactly what they're talking about so he's making this assumption that the wall has always stood well the wall was put up after the long night well what if the wall comes down my bro have you seen this episode of tv the wall you can't mention the wall that many times Right. Even you just talking about it should be a clear indication that something's not right. Yes. If I have to keep mentioning this wall, it's like Tywin with the king. If you have to keep mentioning that you're a wall, you're not a fucking wall. <laughs> it's just the way it is. So what do we think about Jorah? Jorah lives. Boom. Ooh, Grayscale hand. Arm is no bueno. So people went deep on the, uh, the text. Um, you know, obviously in this world you can screenshot everything as a thing. HD everywhere. There's an implication in the text that, that uh, Sam is reading that grayscale can be cured by dragon glass. Oh. Either the ingesting of it. Uh, there's You don't know because it's not on the TV screen. But So you mean the page, like he's reading he's a book. He's reading the book, yeah. yeah. And I tried to stop it, but I, I was watching it on my computer, so I didn't have like the ability to zoom the fuck in. But people were taking those high-definition shots, zooming in, getting it all good, yeah. Hmm. So there's a line about dragon glass being potentially cured by or i'm sorry grayscale being cured by dragon glass maybe you just like weirdly flake it off with the blade see i don't know but but that would also explain 
Shireen. Shireen, yeah, because they lived on Dragonstone. And so it's not really eating it, but it might just be a proximity to it. So mm-hmm. it's almost like you, if you were to take Jorah to Dragonstone, he might be okay. He might never be able to leave Dragonstone right. without getting sick again. Or, or it might cure him. I guess I, that's the part that I think is... Well, because Shireen we was able really, to leave. But Shireen so. was there also for... Ever. Her entire life, basically. So I think there's a combination of, like, you would have to stay there. Maybe it starts to go away. I don't know. I doubt the show's going to get that intense with it. But I think that we're going to get Jorah, and we're going to save him. Sam's going to save him. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of stoked. getting saved. I'm kind of stoked. Uh, let's take a little trip to the Ed Sheeran Woods. Sherwood Forest. Sherwood Forest. It was poor. Yeah, that was really just embarrassing. Uh, Some know. season one shit. It's bad. It's bad. I mean, maybe that's the Bob Dylan tie-in. We could have really described anybody who can sing, right? It's like Bob Dylan showing up in a Victoria's Secret commercial. Did that happen? <gasps> I see lovers in the meadow. So, if that's your frame of reference, that's the reference. Yeah, the the scene itself, like, I don't know, I can see the person I, being a more cynical person in the past, I could see why it pissed people off because it's just fluff and nothing else. Like, Ed Sheeran aside, it's it's just a little fluffy scene. And I think that people now are not, they don't want that. They don't want that with their Game of Thrones. Not with their Game of Thrones. Um, it might be fine on their... You know, weekly network show, get some fun guest star because it always changes and everything is different. A procedural is great for us. Ed, Ed Sheeran. Not Ed Sheeran. Ed, Ed Sheeran, <laughs> yeah. He'd be great, but like to do this, I mean, they did it about as tastefully as a show could possibly do it, I think, where you give him what he does best, which is singing a song, and then he shuts up for the rest of the time. But he was distracting. Yeah, that was it the was, problem. It was the problem. Because it takes scene, you out of it. And the scene was good. I, I enjoyed the scene. I enjoyed the importance of the scene. But unless Ed Sheeran gets murdered next week, I don't I don't know. I, I guess I don't see the point to it. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of weird fodder. that I think people will look back on years from now watching the whole thing straight through and be con- either confused because he's – or actually they won't even know because he won't be famous anymore. But – I'm sure he'll be famous. He's been famous now for long enough, I'm sure. It'll just be that weird thing. Well, it's probably like one of those... And then they'll go back now and be like, Ed Sheeran on Game of Thrones? And then they'll get to read our just... Outrage. outrage. (laughs) (laughs) And they'll be like, oh, this is funny. On to the next episode. And, you know, binge binge continues. You know, you just don't even think twice about it. Whereas we have to sit for a fucking week with Ed Sheeran. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask for this. Getting so upset that he deleted his Twitter account. He deleted the Twitter. I've come around. I like watching it the second time. Yeah, it's whatever. My just, only complaint about that scene, it's not even that it's him. It's just seeing a famous person. Uh, I mean, granted, they're all fucking famous. Amazing they're all, it's like, yeah. Yeah. It, it just takes you out of it. Just, it is. But, but they are actors, out. and she has played this character, whereas Ed Sheeran is not an actor, and right. he's not playing a character, as he's, far as I know. He's Ed Sheeran in fucking Westeros for yeah. no reason. <laughs> and I, I would love to believe that Ed Sheeran was just like, May I get a line? May, or may I get a name? What, what, what would my name be? Is that and your British like, accent? That's my British accent. And they're just like, <laughs> Ed, shut up. You don't get a fucking name. You're just an anonymous person. And he's like, oh, no, no. no, no. It's getting worse. <laughs> he's like, think of Berlinda. Oh, 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 no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This is more Minnesota, if anything. Like, I know. <laughs> Anyways, oh, there's your Bob Dylan tie-in. 
<laughs> so Sharon goes into Minnesota and he's like, "Oh no, I have to get a, I have to get a line." <laughs> <laughs> or no, I have to get a name. I need a name. A man needs a name. And Ari's like, a man doesn't have a name. And then they're, everyone on set is like, oh my God, these two, what the fuck is going on with them? <laughs> and then, yeah, you just kind of, it's terrible. All around, it's terrible. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I'm in love with your shape. You said the mother brothers couldn't really juggle your weight. And you were shy in the beginning, used to cover your face. Got that sweet, sweet love, and I'm a sucker for cake. I know, girl, you got a body they will kill for. Never through whatever, who you trying to skip a meal for? Girl, you're too precious, why you trying to spit the bill for? I ain't even guessing they should have you up on billboards. That's real talking. You can go to work and let me pick up the stack. When you finish what you're doing, we'll be kicking it back. We can listen to my songs until you're sick of my raps. And I got money in the bank, but not a figure like that. Got me looking at your shape, man, I've already won Trying to come and kill the game like my brother Teddy done I ain't even trying to play it cool Cause this is bigger than my pride Let me multiply your love and then I hit you by the bad hey. oh, I'm in love with the shape of you We push and pull like a magnet do Although my heart is falling too I'm in love with your body And last night you were in my Let's go to the Red Keep Jeremy <laughs> Jeremy Lannister. He's one of the cousins that gets choked out unceremoniously. So Jamie and Cersei. <laughs> Jeremy Lannister. The hero of Game of Thrones. He may not be the one that we we deserve, but he is the one we need. Oh my god. <sighs> Alright, so to the Red Keep, we have Jamie and Cersei. How did we think about that scene? It was a pretty intense scene. Uh it was it was interesting because while it was happening, I was like, man, we really have to have a literal map because some people don't know, which is fine. Like, it's weird to, to keep it in context. Not everyone's a super nerd about the show. Like me, I haven't read the book. So even you have a, a one up on me, but I've done everything but like I've gone through all the Wikipedia pages. Listening to Binge Mode Enough is like a huge resource and and uh, because I want to know because I'm generally curious about the story because I think it's really cool and really big. So even someone who hasn't read the books, that having all this knowledge, looking at that map seems a little tedious because it's like this is clearly for people that have no idea what the geography of this island is, of these two islands are. Um, because they're just like painfully like, okay, High Garden, that's where the Tyrell are. Remember? Remember Marjorie? She's over here. She's in the southwest, everybody. Okay, and then also we have Dorne. They're the south of us. Those you see, bitches. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it it was certainly that. It was. I mean, it was a beautiful map. It was. Oh fun. yeah. There were Pretty. a lot. Of, there were a couple maps in the thing. So at least they tried to go themes with maps and shit yeah. like that. I get that. But you're right. I, I think it was mostly that. It was like here's a reminder of where we are and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And there was a fun people screen capped of Cersei standing above the neck which is a spot on the map and jamie standing above the fingers which uh, fulfills a prophecy where spoilers 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 jamie is going to strangle our girl cersei and kill her i guess we can't just say that shit spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) i guess we should yeah preface that all of this is spoiler it's all spoilers i guess we haven't spoiled anything yet I mean, that's just speculation. That's speculation. Yeah. But it is still something that could happen. And it's I something see. that I think is going to happen. I mean, well, Cersei will be taken care of. Uh, it's almost for sure, but who would do it? Yeah. Right, yeah, without knowing about the... Prophecy. Because... It's also not in the show. Right, and Maggie the Frog is, is in the show for a second for that flashback with Cersei, but she doesn't talk about the Valonqar thing at all. Right, and I think they do it on purpose. Yeah. To keep it hidden. 
So us saying that. True. is spoilers. Yeah, and I also think another super spoiler is Lady Stoneheart, which people have been waiting for forever. Mm -hmm. And I think, in my opinion, I think that the Arya cat slit, just the connection between that, is basically informing you, the audience, that this is Arya takes on the role. Right. There will be no Lady Stoneheart. Officially. Which is fine. And when she meets Nymeria next week, fingers crossed, that basically fulfills Lady Stoneheart, who's running around with a wolf back as well. So it's like, boom, you've got your Lady Stoneheart. People like me, shut the fuck up. That's all I gotta say. Um, yeah, I think it was it was great. I, I like that Jeremy. Oh my god, I like that Jamie. Jamie Lister. I cannot believe I keep saying that. I love that Jamie can be straight with Cersei and just be like, ah, she's like, I'm the queen of the of the seven kingdoms. Well, three at best. <laughs> so that's, true. I like that, and even three at best. That's being generous because I don't think that that's even true. Um, basically, fuck your aunt. That's kind of my takeaway from all of this. He's You're on so such a weird, weird cartoon, and we always have to have cartoons. That's the one weird thing about Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I think that the cartoons age with binging when you rewatch it all. I think that they kind of take on a different air. But when you're watching it week by week, they kind of stand out. Euron is a ridiculous character. And he's ridiculous in the books, but I don't know. I think we've just – I've had my fill of the Joffreys and the Ramses of he's, the world. But he's even worse than that. He's like – Westerosi Chris Angel like there's nothing (laughs) I don't know he's just like I'm the Joker look at the way I stand all weird and my clothes are all dark I know and I'm just gonna make you know hand jokes uh, right in front of Jamie that was pretty good which was amazing and also and also real talk I think I didn't really think about it until the second watching but when he said um, Cersei says that you killed your your own brother and he said I know it felt wonderful you should try it you should try killing your brother. Yeah, well, I mean, I took, that, I took that as Tyrion. True. Because that's it, what he was talking about. I know, well, I know, but yeah. still, it's kind of delicious because you're sort of dealing with Jamie as well. And Lannisters are going to get got Lannisters by other are Lannisters. God, which is pretty great. Um, all right, so let's go up to Winterfell. Winterfell. Winterfell had a lot going on here. Lyanna, kind of fulfilling some of the theme that I saw throughout the entirety of this episode – which is that sort of the cri- – I don't know. It's like – Sisters it's, are doing it for yeah, themselves. That's <laughs> pretty pretty perfect, actually. That's kind of – it's kind of a rebuke of, of sort of what was going on before. And I think some people have read it as like, all right, the roadmap, which we, talk, we talked a lot about, especially last season when we went off book for the first time. But it's like all that sex position, all that bullshit. You can finally sort of drop it and go forward. And you're almost atoning for a lot of your sins that they certainly have had mm-hmm. in terms of – you know, the crazy misogyny of the characters of the show. Rampant all, violence against women. And violence against women, violence, just all, all of it in general. And it's great to see Leanna. I mean, House Glover, shut the fuck up. Leanna Walmart's sure. got it. I also loved at the end when she was like, we are arming every man, woman, every fucking person's getting a fucking sword and I'm training them. Mm-hmm. And and then they, they look at Glover and Glover's just like, all right. Sounds right. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to continue to doubt women at every single turn, but at least I'm willing to give them the nod and sit my ass back down. And I guess that's the best you can do for some old-ass fucking northern lord or whatever the fuck House Glover is at this point. But I loved Brienne's look. I love Sansa's look. I mean, those are those moments where you're just like, good. There's a little bit of fucking, like, oomph going on Oh, here. all the ladies the in ladies this episode. Are independent. Owned. Owned. Throwing okay. their hands up in the air. 
That's right. That's great. Question, tell me what you think about me. I buy my own diamonds and I buy my own rings. Only ring your celly when I'm feeling lonely. When it's all over, please get up and leave. Question, tell me how you feel about this. Try to control me, boy, you get dismissed. Pay my own chrono and I pay my own bills. Always 50-50 in relationships. The shoes on my feet, I John and Sansa, we need to talk about it. So where do you come down on it? So, I mean, like, do you think that one's right, one's wrong? They're both right, they're both wrong, they're both in the middle. I think middle is probably the most simple answer. It's definitely the most generous. I think it's also the most correct answer. But we're here for hot takes. Give so hot takes. do you mean specifically about their conversation on how they should have dealt with the unfaithful houses? Well, not only – yeah, that – yeah, I guess. I guess – okay, let me ask it a little more pointedly. When John brings up essentially that, which kind of sets the whole thing in motion, is Sansa talking, essentially interrupting King John, right? Was uh, John basically brings that up and says, you know, we shouldn't do that. I tend to agree that that's a sensible point on his part. Whereas like, oh, these motherfuckers should have a small council. I'm sorry. Like Davos yeah. and Sansa and John should have hashed this out behind the scenes. Real yeah, talk. doing that in front of everyone was a bad look. It was a bad so look. I think it was bad that, that Sansa brought it up at that time. Yeah. But I don't think her point was necessarily wrong. I don't either. So I actually 100% agree with her point. Yeah. I think that what she's saying is correct. Reward loyalty. Right. And don't kill the kids. Like nobody's asking for you to do that. To eradicate the Glovers and the Carstarks. Or yeah, the, not the Glovers, but the Carstarks and the Umbers. Umbers, sorry. And yeah, nobody's asking for that. Like I don't think Sansa would be like bloodlust, baby. Let's do it. But yeah, I, I tend to agree. It's like the, the castles did nothing wrong. Give them to lower houses and let the Umbers work their way back up from the beginning, man. Like pledge your loyalty. The three children that right. they have left. That's what I'm saying. And then, but then John, on the other hand, I think both of them come at it with hard, hard fought and hard-won knowledge. They both just happen to be have differing opinions. Because I think John's also right in saying, I'm not going to penalize their fathers for, you know, I'm not going to penalize the kids for their father's sins. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a good look. Because otherwise you're killing everybody. Like, nobody's going to walk away from that unscathed. So it's that weird, I don't know. So I respect John's, what he said. I get that. But I think that talking with Sansa is important. But I don't think that the show is going to allow... This nice little symbiosis to exist for long because oh, no. Littlefinger will intrude. Cersei obviously intruded at the end, where John insinuated that Cersei that that Sansa admires Cersei, which I don't know. She didn't deny it. Speaking of our conversations at Winterfell, Sansa gets the best roast of the episode with Peter Baelish, which is great. Mm -hmm. You don't have to seize the last word, Lord Baelish. I'll assume you said something clever. Fantastic. No need to seize the last word, Lord Baelish. I'll assume it was something clever. Obviously, Brienne and Tormund in that mm -hmm. scene as well. I and don't, I don't ship them, but I do love watching them interact. I love watching him because his bug eyes are just <laughs> I love unreal. You. I yeah. love you because he just goes from like that crazy warrior, like when he just got up and was like, "I'm the Night Watch now, mm -hmm. mateys," and then sits back <laughs> <Mateys>. down. <laughs> You're just like, "Oh, it's so it delicious." Definitely an implied mateys. <laughs> There's a hundred percent mateys and. And then to go from that to, like, just the swooning, like, cannot even help himself around Brienne, who is so appalled. Like, she knocked Pod out. Yeah. For what reason? And I don't Tormund know. just like, I wish she would beat me up like yeah, that. No, Please, you're a lucky God. lad. And she's like, fuck, I just have to walk away from this. And he just stares at her. 
I mean, it's incredible. That look is so priceless. Yeah. I mean, put that on a box, the box set. Torvald's <laughs> big eyes. Just make him like a uh, you know blue. Oh. <laughs> oh, if he becomes a white walker, oh, that'd no. be terrible. Uh, amazing, just all around. I love that. Let's go over to the Hound. Let's go back to. I guess I don't really 100 percent know where they are. They're heading north, They're but from possibly, where I don't remember. Yeah, I kind of forget. I'm not going to go back in season three and watch that over again. So they are heading off. Uh, this was juxtaposed with us in the Sharon Woods, where we're getting Arya accepting the food and drink from these Lannisters. Guest rights, Guest basically. Rights. Essentially, yeah. I mean, They're not almost, in a home, but... Right, yeah. but it's like, basically, obviously flying in the face of what happened at the phrase and obviously what happened at the Red Wedding. So the echoes just keep echoing. And then even with the Hound happening right after Arya's scene, it's like one-to-one, and we see what is the result uh, of somebody not accepting those guest rights. So it's almost, you're looking at Arya, if she were to, by next episode, murder everybody... I would be very concerned for Arya because she's basically now the Hound and the Hound is now Arya. They've basically swapped spots completely and the Hound is almost atoning for his sins, which makes you think that Arya in the future will atone for her sins. And that's the whole thing of the story. It's time, maybe it doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. It just keeps going in the same motions. And so we're basically watching these same people make the same mistakes, only they are their new iterations of themselves. So it's fascinating and to, just to see the hound obviously the grave digger is a nice nod to the books but i love that scene and some people got upset about him seeing stuff in the in the flames oh really why because it's lightning fast oh, and i get that well okay i kind of understand their their point but um but well, I, I, I like it because it makes him make more sense as a character it makes more sense that the brotherhood gives a shit about him like we can't do know. a whole season to convince i mean a whole season would be great because then we would see slowly how Tormund, or how, I'm sorry, how uh, Thoros and how Dondarrion get to interact with him. But yeah, that solves a lot of questions right away. Like, hey, Dondarrion, I think you're a fucking dick. I don't know why they kept you alive. Thoros, your man bun is shit. <laughs> oh, shit. You want me to look in the flames? Guys, I'm afraid of flames. It sucks that I ended up with you. Oh, my God, the flames. I see everything. <laughs> like, that did yeah, everything that is, yeah. it needed to do. That could have been an entire season arc. But it was – I liked it. And also when he says the mountain, get out of here. It's happening. Click I was – I totally didn't think that immediately. I was like, what mountain he is he that? talking about? I don't get it. So he's obviously talking about – he said, I see uh, a wall. The wall. The wall. And the a wall. castle. And he's talking about Eastwatch by the sea, I would imagine, yes. because that's where we're all going. That's, that's where, where he's heading. Tormon's going. That's where we're all going. That's where everyone's going. Yeah. That's where the battle from the trailers is more than likely going to be. And then final thoughts on Dragonstone. Danny arriving at Dragonstone, the name of the episode. 60 episodes later, she has arrived from Essos into Westeros. How do we feel? Well, the two most important things that have happened on this show is confirming Jon's parentage, being Lyanna Stark is his mother. Yes. For anyone who doesn't know, don't listen. Rhaegar Targaryen is his father. Yes. Uh, It's not explicitly said in the show yet, but it will be. It's about as explicit as humanly possible. You think so? Well, okay. that cut from... Well, no, 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 no. okay. Into John. Well, Liana, yes, the Liana, Liana part, being his mom, but Rhaegar, right? Yeah, yeah. But so I, we talked to people that because this this show has permeated everything yes. in America, probably even globally. Oh, people the world, yeah. know this show, so naturally we talk about it with people that we work with or whomever. And there's a lot of people that like maybe not casually watch the show, but don't know a lot of information. Right. 
I brought it up to My somebody mom. who's like, what's a Rhaegar? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> who's Lyanna Stark? Like that kind of thing. Ooh. Where you should you should kind of know, at least Lyanna, right? You should you should know. But so I don't think people that aren't again that aren't just like nerdy about this show. Right. I don't think they that Rhaegar thing. A certain way though, I think that. It's a natural tendency, and this certainly happened with Mad Men, Breaking Bad, all of those shows. You watch it. You have to have a different way of watching the show. You can't – you have to turn your brain fully on in a right. way. You can't watch it like you would a procedural show, and a network TV show. It's not something that can be background noise because you're going to get lost, and then you're going to have to have people lost. explain. Fuck yeah. I think it worked out better than I thought it would. No, mine was better. See that. Um yeah. So that's... So John's parentage and Danny finally making it. Yes. To Westeros. Huge. Is Huge. The two most important things that have ever happened on the show and that happened in this episode. Which was awesome. I think um I think it was amazing. I rewatching it for the second time today. I, that scene was great. It was really really great and as tends to be the theme of this entire series, not enough time with Danny is like all I can say. We yep. we we got better at it as time went on but like there was especially in the first season it was like two and a half minutes two and a half minutes two and a half minutes every other episode like yeah, they did they did kind of hold off it, it was either holding off or way too much right especially yeah. marine <laughs> i think they did the best that they could and i think you're right it it was a huge payoff it was an amazing moment i think it is crazy that she's here mm-hmm. it's one of those weird things that it's still hasn't really sunk in it was a beautiful scene, not only the whole walking, it was also amazing to go from Sam's map to basically that being where Danny's standing. She's right there by the pits that have the fucking dragon glass. It's all there. Yeah. It's right there. And then that walk, Jesus Christ, it's like 47 miles all the way up into Dragonstone. You're going to have to be doing some bulk shopping at Costco living there because you are not making that trip every day. You need drones. That's the only way. Well, you, well, you have get dragons. dragons. Oh, they just like... With cute little, like, tote bags, and they just fly <laughs> back and, like, drop it off. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah, and then also pulling down the flaming heart of Stannis Baratheon right. was incredible. Not sitting on the throne was awesome. That, very, I think, very was cool. a really great move I on her so part too. because everyone's real, you know, concerned about the Mad Queen mm-hmm. that we might have on our hands. And I think her first move not being to sit on that throne was And I think that telling. pretending that you're the queen when you're not really the queen yet is very important. So right. she'll get on that throne. <laughs> she'll sneak a sit. Oh, she will. Tonight. She she will. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was pretty incredible to go right. And then just the whole like, shall we get to work? Yeah. Boom. That's oh, it. It's on ink. Because the boss Amazing. has arrived. Mama is here. Yes. I Her love it. Even Tyrion, who's all talky. It was great that he just like Silent. The Dude didn't have a line. Sit. No, he didn't say a word. Let it moment. Let it sit. Let mm-hmm. it sit. I love that a lot. Final thoughts. Uh, I feel like it's important. Let's like telegraph what we think is going to happen for this season just for posterity what we think is going to happen obviously uh i don't know if you've heard of the wall the wall <laughs> that protects the land of the living from the land of the dead that wall um it's kind of come down when do you think it's coming down i hope next episode i i hope it was going to happen in this episode um yeah realistically i have a bad feeling we're gonna get an episode six or seven like we're gonna is there seven this season seven this season yeah i feel i have a bad bad feeling it's gonna be episode seven i think it'll be episode six because they'll do it as their finale ish you know the episode eight episode nine, nine is always the one that uh-huh. so that's what i fear i also fear that that sucks because i don't want the battle to be the last things that we see from the show 
So I would really love the battle between the living and the dead to happen this season and the aftermath be next season. That's almost unrealistic. They're basically, they're either going to toy. I, that's why I think the wall comes down before because I think the wall just coming down and then kind of cutting to black leaves a little bit too much for the imagination possibly. Whereas I think if, if the wall were to kind of come down at the end of six and we were to start seeing that army coming, like watching them, that sort of danger, and then we sort of clash, I feel like they're going to do that, which is you're going to get the battle at the start of episode, you know, season eight, episode one or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think that really what makes me upset is that the premise of the show, I think is, again, time repeats itself in rhymes and whatever you want to, whatever phrase you want to use. But it's like, I feel like we're watching the Age of Heroes. It's like the brand of builders of the world who raised up the wall. We also have Lan. We have the Lan's the, Lan the Clever, who is another age of... The first Lannister. The first Lannister who conned House Casterly out of the castle. And then we also have Garth the Greenhands, who uh, brought farming and sex to the Reach. Well, that's nice. He's like the Genghis Khan of Westeros. Everybody (laughs) says that they're... Related to him. So we're talking about, I mean, essentially Jon Snow is like, again, Azor Ahai. He's going to become... There will be another Azor Ahai. This all is going to happen again. We're going to get another wall built. Inevitably, Bran will help the children of the forest rebuild the wall for some oh, reason shit. or some shit. I didn't even think about Bran the Builder being Bran the fucking Builder because some and time some stuff. think that he is Bran the, one. Bran the Builder. He is still. I didn't he think is about Bran that. Bran the Builder. Oh he has always been Bran God. the Builder. Get out of here. And also, Bran the Builder is supposedly created Dragonstone as well. So, crazy. Who even fucking knows? Oh, my God. Um, so, I hope for a new one's den instead of, you know, just the same old, same old. Just battles. Yeah. Don't fight for your king. And don't fight for his kingdoms. Don't fight for honor. Don't fight for glory. Don't fight for riches because he won't get any. This is your city Stannis means to sack. That's your gate he's ramming. If he gets in, it will be your houses he burns. Your gold he steals. Your women he will rape. Brave men knocking at our door. Let's go kill them. All right, so that is episode one, Dragonstone of season seven, Game of Thrones. Thanks for listening. Kelly, you're as far from Joffrey as anyone I've ever met. You're good at this, you know? What? Podcasting. Oh. You are. That's nice. You are. You too, buddy. We'll see you next week for this Loki Game of Thrones podcast. Bye. Bye.